0: Hey, welcome back for another episode of The Art of Giving a Damn. Today, we've got a guest who's going to talk you through some of the biggest mistakes that entrepreneurs and small business owners make when looking at what's in place in their business and maybe what they forgot to put in place. So I want to welcome Scott Beebe to the podcast today. Hey, Scott, how are you?
1: Hey, Michelle, I'm ready to go. I'm excited. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: Absolutely. I'm excited to have a conversation. So you're the founder and head coach at My Business on Purpose, which is a fantastic phrase to think about because I think I'm not the only one uh, listening to this conversation today who kind of became an accidental entrepreneur Mm. and somewhere along the way had to make that decision. Uh, I'm going to build my business on purpose so I'm excited to hear a little bit more about what you uh, what got you started but uh, let's let's do the little bio here you are the host of the business on purpose podcast so for those of you listening on iTunes make sure you click over subscribe to Scott's podcast uh, and you liberate small business owners from the chaos of working in their business and help get their lives back by articulating and implementing intentional vision, mission, and values, systems, and processes. Uh, To do this, you have a process where you go through four steps to business freedom. I can't wait to hear a little bit more about that. But you guide people through how to get on track intentionally and really build a business that supports the life they want, which I know my listeners are definitely interested in. That's one of our goals here. So again, welcome to the podcast.
1: Michelle, thank you. I know how much work it is to do a podcast and the fact that you would share the stage is uh, very humbling and honoring. So I don't take it for granted. So thank you for doing that.
0: Absolutely. Well, I'm excited to chat with you because like I said, I I started my business completely accidentally. It was not a, hey, I'm going to go be an entrepreneur kind of thing. And there are those moments along the way where you know, if you want to grow it into something, you've got to stop and say, no, I'm going to do this on purpose. So what inspired you uh, to get started in this particular path in business and call it business on purpose.
1: Michelle, uh, the, I love your word of inspiration. I'm sitting here kind of boggling <laughs> in my mind right now because you mentioned that you're an accidental entrepreneur. I was an organizational structure guy pushed into the entrepreneurial <laughs> pool. So okay. um, I, I guess I would call that accident. Uh, and so about uh, it was February 27th, 2015 I was I walked in at 9 a.m. in the morning in a boardroom in Texas and I was the international administrator basically kind of the, uh, the managing director of uh, small Facebook faith-based non-governmental organization Mm -hmm. that we had been working with as volunteers for about nine years up into that point Mm -hmm. and had been working with full-time for the last about two. Mm -hmm. I walked out of that boardroom with no job at 12 o'clock and uh, we had a it was all a mess that happened within the board. Mm -hmm. Eight of our nine board members stepped down and uh, because of that my role was directly responsible to the board and so they had to dissolve that role based on the current bylaws, et cetera. I won't go into all the details because it'll put you to sleep. But needless to say, I walked in with a job. I walked out at 39 years old at 12 o'clock p.m. with no work. Wow. And so that was on a Friday. I hopped a flight back home here to the East Coast. And uh, that next Monday, I called two friends of mine who are both business owners. And I said, hey, I want to send you a proposal. And they were like, okay, for what? And I said, I want to work with you. They were like, oh, that's okay. What, what do you want to work on? And I said, I don't know. What do you need? And so I'd had a pretty long history of helping organizations develop vision, mission values, those sorts of things. But the larger scale, longer tail uh, systems, processes, implement, implementation, that, that all of that, uh, they were really kind of struggling with those areas. And they realized that they just needed long-term clarity. And so wrote a proposal. We sat down, did a full-day vision workshop that I just kind of built during that time and uh when we got done with it sat back down with one of those uh business owners and kind of presented everything laid everything out we were so excited we we're like Man, this is so cool you've got great clarity and then he uh-huh. looks up across the table i can still see it I can still see the table it's just down the road 15 minutes he looked up across the table and he goes what do we do now and i was like um i think we meet weekly and he was like okay and he said how much and i said i just threw out a price and he was like uh-huh. okay And those both of those businesses have been clients ever since. Um, I just met those guys this week again. And uh, what a joy uh, to be able to liberate these business owners from the chaos that they're feeling. And that's, I mean, honestly, Michelle, that's what we do every day.
0: I love that the fact that you took what could have easily knocked you off track for weeks, months, even longer sometimes. And Monday morning, you were back up there with. Here's a proposal. What's in it? I don't know. Let's figure it out. That is great. Um, So for people listening who maybe have reacted differently to challenges, what's something that helps you to approach things that way? Because that's really unique to be able to have that perspective of, okay, what's next? How do I go make something happen? What helps you do that?
1: Let me answer that two ways, Michelle, because I, I want to be very cautious in uh, the years that I've been listening to podcasts and then some of the other energies I've been on. One commitment I always made, if I was ever on a podcast, mm-hmm. that I want to share with incredible transparency, the reality the emotions that go into that. So mm-hmm. there's, a, there, there's, there's a part of me that wants to don the cape, put it on and go, okay, Michelle, let me tell you how this happened. <laughs> you know, the the, 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 the building crumbled mm-hmm. under me and I just took flight. And the the reality is that's not the case. Um, The reality is, is if you go to, I think it's called punchfearinthemouth.com. I did a talk about two years ago and we took that video and we just made a little tag, uh, punchfearinthemouth. And so if you go to punchfearinthemouth.com, you can just see the talk and it's there. And I explain in about 30 or 40 minutes my condition. It's this addiction that I say I have to fear because Mm. when fear is not present, Michelle, I almost get worried. Like, I'm like, where's, where's my buddy fear? Like, why isn't he here? And so it's this thing that I'm trying to get away from. There's a great song that's just come out recently. The title is Fear is a Liar. Fear is a Liar. I love that song. Have you, I, yeah. So if you've I, heard yeah. it, I mean, it is so powerful. Regardless yes. of your faith, you've got to listen to the song. Yeah. And it'll walk you through. Just Google it. Fear is a Liar. And that probably more accurately describes mm-hmm. the reality of what happens in this, in this brain. Monday through Friday and Saturday and Sunday. And so it is a constant battle of fighting that back and saying, wait a second. No, no, no. There's promise out here. There's skill set, gift in this opportunity. I'm going there. And so some of the times I do it and some of the times like this past Monday morning at 156 a.m., I woke straight up out of bed and it was fear that drove me out of bed. Uh, And then it was reality and kind of my faith and the things that i've chosen to uh, believe in my uh, believe for myself to go back sit down i got up sat at the dinner table uh, took out actually my bible and just kind of opened up some things that i go back to and just kept repeating those things to myself over and over and over it's not the magic elixir it doesn't go away right away um, but it's at least a habit that i'm trying to ingrain yeah
0: that's that's a great one and and i think one of the things that I took away from my childhood because I grew up a a missionary's kid. And so uh, there's a a lot of that in my head. And one of the things I took away from it and applied to business is uh, where there's no vision the people perish. And that is so true for business as well. When you don't have a vision for your life and for your business, it's all chaos. It's Mm -hmm. all a mess until you figure out what is it? that you really want in your business? What does it stand for? What's your mission here? Mm. So I love the spin that you've got on that for people of, if you want to free yourself from the chaos,
1: mm. you need to Hell, know these I'm gonna these put cases. you on the payroll. <laughs> yes, you're preaching it. I love it, I love it.
0: Well, you know, it, and, and I, I'll put a link, guys, for anybody listening or watching, facecom is where you, you go to catch, mouth, sorry. I thought it was sorry. face,
1: yes, it's mouth, sorry. Punch fear Punch in
0: the, mouth. Fear I've in the mouth. mouth, I've got it in front of me and I still said it wrong punchfearinthemouth.com. We'll put a link below the video or in the show notes, wherever you're listening to this. They would encourage you to go check that out because the more we learn and the more we hear from others who have, have found their way to get past fear, to work through it, to take those risks and go do what they're here to do on earth, the more it inspires all of us to be able to do that same thing. So I really encourage you to check that out. Um, so it's brand new business couple of days into it, you've already got two new clients. Yeah. Basically, you're, you're doing VIP days, and you've got a coaching program that didn't exist a week ago, so where did things go from there for you?
1: Yeah, great question. So what we decided to do, and, and well, I, I got to say this too, my first phone call after all of that happened, obviously outside of my wife and, and, and family and a couple of friends to let them know, was to a guy named Aaron Walker, uh, who's my business coach, and if you have not just Google Aaron Walker, you'll find him. He's this old Tennessean guy with this accent. And you think he's just, just this kind of dummy grandfather and all that. He's smart as a whip. Been married 38 years. He's founded and sold wow. about seven or eight businesses. And he runs for you from the top. And so I took the little kind of thin severance pad that we got. Mm-hmm. I took half of it and I invested it into a coach. I'd never done that before. I'm not a risk taker. I'd never done that before. And so uh, for about five or six months, Aaron and I just dove in. And we were meeting every week, and we would scrap that bit of paper, and we would start a new piece of paper. And we'd scrap Mm -hmm. that one and start a new one. And so over that six months or so, I started to kind of craft what I thought what we call our narrow brilliance might be. Mm -hmm. And that's that one thing that I've got a skill set for. Michelle, maybe you don't. Whereas you've got this unique, narrow brilliance, this skill set that I don't, that I'm not very good at. And so I started to we started to really drill down on that. And then as we rolled things out to the, the heroic small business owners that we were working with, we processed it at the same time. So we would never roll something out that we would just kind of roll out there and walk away and go, whoo, that felt great. We would roll it out, we would process it, and then we would share it with the next business owner. And as we did that over time, I'd say over about a year, year and a half, that's where we started to develop what today is known as the four steps of business freedom. It's really nothing more than a collection or a collage of all of these coaching engagements. So mm-hmm. we're not marketing-focused. We're not financially-focused. We're not um, even organizationally-focused from an operational standpoint. Okay. We, we've built something that encompasses all of that. And so mm-hmm. people say, well, I want to go buy a marketing program. That's fine, but you still have to implement that marketing program. Yeah. What we would rather you do initially – is build your own based on what you know, your market, your avatar, right. all those things, and then implement. And let's see how that goes. And so we want to teach you how to build process within the context of vision. That's mm-hmm. why I was loving you talking about vision, because there's another verse in the uh, Jewish Old Testament that says, write the vision down so that those who read it may run. It's very tangible. So we can take this this detailed future snapshot of our business that's three years out.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: write it down then that allows us to share it when we share it and people can comprehend it the end of that little statement says so that those who read it may run it now I've kind of added I know you're not supposed to do that but I've kind of added to it those who read it may run towards your vision or they could run away from Mm -hmm. your vision and that's equally as valuable and so, yeah. yeah, that's how we kind of kind of gathered it all. It wasn't an overnight epiphany. The unicorns didn't fly. Um, <laughs> but we have, Michelle, you'll be happy to know that we now have a pet unicorn, and its name is Implementation.
0: Nice. <laughs> you know, th- that's a great point that I think sometimes we miss. Sometimes when we put our vision out there or we let people know, this is what I'm creating, you've got a mix. You've got some people who are super supportive who want to jump in and go for it, and you've got others who – aren't on board. Mm-hmm. They may be your team. They may be your family. They may be your friends who so you look at it and go, well, why, why would you even try to do that? Are you crazy? Um, and you mentioned, you know, both of those are equally valuable. So talk to us about that for a minute.
1: Yeah. You know, it's the old Jim Collins thing. Get the right people on the right bus mm-hmm. at the right time for the right mission going in the right direction. Um, I think I've added a few rights to his thing, but you get the, <laughs> you get the gist uh, of where he's going. And so, a lot of times when we say get the right people on the bus, what we're really talking about subconsciously is just, is just roles uh, and talent. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if LeBron James is available, let's get LeBron James. <laughs> well, LeBron James is a great talent, but he's not always a great fit. And so looking at things mm-hmm. like motivational fit are important. Well, how do we know what fits? Because uh, you could look at technical aspects in the role, but there are a lot of people who are world-class rock stars at QuickBooks. You hire them for QuickBooks, and within three months, you realize this is a horrible, horrible fit yeah. uh, from a culture of what we're trying to build. Right. And so you take that word culture, which is really a biology term, That we mm-hmm. look at culture and go, man, our culture stinks. Well, it's kind of on you because yeah. the culture simply grows out of the ingredients that have been put in. Mm-hmm. So if gossip and and frustration and anger and uh, no boundaries, if those are the ingredients of your day of your week, well, that's that's just the culture so don't be mad at the culture because the culture is simply a conglomeration in ingredients whereas mm-hmm. on the flip side of that if you in your vision draw out what you want the culture to look like and i just got done having lunch with jesse cole you got to look him up he owns the savannah bananas baseball team in savannah georgia it's, he is pt barnum of minor league baseball you've never oh, seen oh
0: interesting
1: Yeah, and he was in a yellow tux like right when we just had lunch a little bit ago. He's got one for every day of the week, and we were talking about vision because he's recently written his vision out, and here were the three questions. He just gave these to me about three hours Mm -hmm. ago. He said to answer your culture question, like what do we want our culture to be, answer these Mm -hmm. three questions. What do we want our customers or what do we want to hear our customers saying? Mm -hmm. What do we want to hear our employees saying? And what do we want to hear the media saying? If they okay. began to speak about us, that is a great way to be able to define mm-hmm. culture and then embed that into your larger vision. Mm-hmm. And so a vision is not a paragraph statement on a plaque that goes behind right. me back here and is, you know, kind of, again, unicorn like a vision is something that's very detailed. Most of the visions we have clients write out are three to six pages in length. We want a lot of specificity around the vision.
0: Wow. Okay. That, that sounds like that's definitely a bigger process than a two or three sentence vision statement. So what, what goes into that? If you're looking at a vision that detailed, that big, um, and, and this is something that I think a lot of businesses, especially if they didn't necessarily start out with the idea of I'm building a business to do this, or their business has shifted directions, mm-hmm. they maybe haven't taken time to go back and go, okay, what is the vision? So where do you start to approach that?
1: Let me give you seven areas and you can just write mm-hmm. these down and I'll give everybody a place where they can go get this stuff for free if they want it. But I'll just awesome. give you seven areas. Number one, the term of your vision. Typically we tell people to go with three years um, and just say, and, and the question you're answering is how far out do I see my business? And most people, if we think reasonably, we can't see 10 years out. We can't see 15 years out. I mean, I've got a daughter who's spending literally all day today day doing college applications and she's 17 years old. Ten years ago, I, I just I couldn't have seen this day. You know, I knew it was out there. I knew it was coming, but like right. this is this is different. Yeah. And so, three years out, we can usually see that our societal our pace is at, you know is kind of exploding.
0: You can kind of predict
1: a little bit. And so we've got that three years out. That's the first place you start. You can do 18 months, you can do six years, whatever, but just kind of start with three. The second category you want to go to is what we call the family freedom category. And so I look at Michelle and go, Michelle, why are you building a business? Mm -hmm. Well, to make money is the wrong answer. To build great products and services is wrong answer. To provide jobs, wrong answer. The reality is you're building a business because you want some level of family dynamic. You want some level of freedom. And what you're doing in your life, freedom yeah. to do, uh, you know, offer jobs or some of those other things. And so in the family section, you literally write out, I mean, ours is as detailed as this, Ashley and I will go on a date every other week. Ashley and I will go uh, on three overnight kind of getaways throughout the year. And we've even got the destinations awesome. down there. I mean, very, very specific about our family, even our kids and, and all of that the kind of 2b is the freedom part of that so what does michelle want for her week for her business do you want to work six days a week do you want to work three days a week do you want you've got to write that down and uh, once you've got that now you've got a target to run to so you got your term your family and freedom mm-hmm. and then the third section i'll stop after this see if you got any questions is the financial section and this is where we answer the question how much profit Are you going to need to draw, in addition to your salary, out of the business to fund the family and freedom in that three-year window? And so we start with profit, not revenue. I don't care what your revenue is. Nobody has impressed me when they've come and said, I do 50 million in revenue. Right. What's your bottom line? That's that's what I want to know. And so we start with profit and then back end our way into revenue. And so your profit, your family and freedom will tell you how much profit you need to pull out. So those are the first three. Term, family freedom, financial any questions about that no those
0: are those are all such important areas that i think sometimes we we kind of we have this hazy cloudy idea of well my ideal life would include xyz but we don't ever actually write it down and say okay so what's that going to cost and -hmm. what does the profit need to be in my business because your revenue is irrelevant for most of us Mm -hmm. i mean it's great if you've got high Revenue, But I know people easily making high six figures who feel like they have no money to spend because of the expenses in their business. And they're just trying to keep it afloat. So if you approach it based on just revenue, you end up in trouble versus knowing your margins and knowing what your profit is in your business.
1: Yeah. I want a private jet, but my vision told me I can't have one because once I got to that section, you know, and that's, that's what will happen is you'll put some things in family and freedom, go down to your financial section go, Oh my gosh, I got to pull that out of the business. I'm striking that. And then we'll go back. So the fourth section is the product and service section. And so your finances will then fuel your product and service in order to get that level of finance. You've got to sell this level of these products and services. Look at it both. What are we doing now and what do we want to do in the future? The fifth section is the team. What Mm -hmm. team is it going to take to get you to sell those products and services, to get to that level of revenue, Mm -hmm. to get Mm -hmm. you to that level of uh, family and freedom in that amount of time? So you're starting to see these stack and why they're, in the order that they are. And so we want to define who's currently in the business and who are we going to need by role, not person, not name, but by role in the business down the road, who we're going to need there. Then the fifth section, so we've got the, um, uh, after the financial um, the financial section, then you've got your product, then your team. Right. Then we want to talk about the uh, client or the customer. Actually, I think this is the sixth. The client section, who do you want to serve and who do you not want to serve? I want to see those equally written down in great detail, really, really great detail. And then the final one is that culture section that we talked about. So term, uh, the family freedom, the financial, the product and service, the personnel or your team, the client, and -hmm. then the culture section. If you can get those down and really drill down on that piece of real estate, you're going to have a powerful, powerful vision to be able to share.
0: Absolutely. And just going through an exercise like that is so clarifying. I know when I've done some of those pieces, I haven't done that exact process. So I would love to know where we can all go to find out more about that. Um, But I've done some of the, you know, the exercise with, well, this is where I want my income to be. And then I look at my products and services and go, Oh, we're going to need to change this business model to support what I really want. And I think that goes back to exactly what your business is called, which is really it puts you in a state where you're doing business on purpose Mm -hmm. and you're really intentionally building what will create that life for you.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's powerful. And now, Michelle, if I've got this vision, imagine. So I come to you and you say, hey, Scott, what do you do? typically how we answer that question is, well, Michelle, what I do is very high level. I sit down with small business owners and I walk them through and, and I put you to sleep because I'm telling you all the technical aspects of what I do. And so instead, when you ask, what do I do? My response simply is we liberate small business owners from the chaos. That's not my vision. That's my mission. That's what drives me out of bed. It's like the moonshine coming out of my vision, just one little drop and pow, it's really powerful. Now it should force you to ask, how do you do that? Right. And once I answer the how, then it's kind of set you up to go. But, but let me tell you where we're going. Mm-hmm. And so we just had an architecture firm here locally this mm-hmm. past week. They want to hire a, um, an uh, intern architect. Mm-hmm. And their first interview is they brought the intern architect in. They said, hey, we're so glad you're here. What questions do you have for us? Just right out of the gate. And so they asked a couple of questions. And they mm-hmm. said, awesome, let me tell you how the process is going to work. And just that right there is already setting precedent, right? Because most Mm -hmm. people don't have a process for hiring. they just kind of play a lottery. And so what they did is they took their printed vision, their printed mission Mm -hmm. statement, and their printed core values, slid them across the table and said, hey, I just want to walk you through this while we're here together. And then we're not going to talk anymore about this role or anything else. I want you to take these home and I want you to think through them. I want you to talk them over with your spouse. And then Mm -hmm. if this is still where you want to go, Call me back and we'll take the next step. And that right there is a perfect filtration system for making sure, going back to your question, Michelle, how do you get the right people in the right place at the right time? Mm-hmm. Start with your vision, because if you've got your vision, you're immediately going to read out some who are going to read that and go, uh, this, this just isn't my thing, even though I need a job or I'm good at QuickBooks or mm-hmm. whatever the technical capability is.
0: Right. And that's so important to have people who are on board with your mission because i think we've all had the experience where we go to work with with a company or a business or a restaurant or a chain or or any business that we love and we have an experience with somebody who's not the owner that's like does this person even understand what this business actually was supposed to stand for you know (laughs) we have those moments where we go i think somewhere the vision got lost Mm. because this isn't the type of service or this is totally different um it's so important to be able to not just articulate it, but as you said, really communicate it and get people on board with what it is that we value and what matters. Um, And I think the the other thing that really is interesting for me is when I hear so many people struggle with decisions in their business. I mean, like spend weeks going back and forth over sometimes small things, sometimes big things. My question is always, well, What's your mission and does this actually fit into helping you achieve that? If it does, easy, yes. If it doesn't, then you pass. Um, And I think that's another thing that we sometimes don't realize how important these foundational pieces are. They really do take the chaos out of everything from who do you hire or who do you work with to what are the little decisions you make.
1: Mm, they do they do there's a layer that you can add to that so if you take your mission and run a decision through that mm-hmm. if you want another layer of due diligence
0: mm-hmm.
1: what we call your unique core values these aren't standard core values like responsibility integrity those okay. are great but michelle my goodness i hope we kind of share those you know i don't know that we need to be doing business together <laughs> if we don't you know if we're not responsible and have integrity and all that
0: right <laughs>
1: Core values these are things that might be unique to me but may not be unique to you you may not really value them. So one of ours is relentless learning. Well, there are a lot of business owners we work with that they're not, they're not really like, they're not going to read a bunch of books. Um, We, one of our other core values is full implementation. So these are not common values. These are things that are, we've thought through. And so what ends up happening when we have decisions to be made, we run them first through our vision. And we want to see if it fits within our product service, team we have, team we want to have, et cetera. And then we run it through our mission. Does this help liberate small business owners from chaos? Then we run them through our core values. Are we going to be able to fully implement? Does this allow us to learn more as we're trying to, and we just run them through our core values? And then when it comes out the other end, my goodness, I mean, that decision is so well vetted. You can then pull the trigger or just leave it alone.
0: Yeah. And, and at that point, you feel good and you feel confident about whichever way you go.
1: Yeah. And Michelle, here's the other power of that. Some of those decisions involve people and some of them involve letting people go. It's a much more, uh, it is a much, it's a much more palatable discussion and thoughtful discussion to tell a team member, hey, I want to let you know we're going to have to let you go, but I want to tell you why is we ran your performance back through the vision, the mission, and the values. And your performance is not in line with those. And so we feel like there is a better place for you to be. And this isn't it. That is a much more thoughtful discussion than uh, your work stinks. You know, I can't really tell you why. And you get real petty and nitpicky. Well, you did this that one time, and then it becomes emotional. Vision, mission, values can sometimes kind of strip hard decisions, not fully of emotion, but Mm -hmm. allow you to balance both.
0: That makes a lot of sense, and and there are those decisions in business that because they affect others around us, they're really difficult to make and and approach when it comes to building the team and, and unbuilding it sometimes if you build it the wrong way, which I think really does go back to why a process like yours is so fundamental because the sooner you do it in business, the less likely you are to run into those, oh, no, my Legos are this high, I have to take them all apart and put them back together.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and, and they're part of business. There's a lot of that. But the reality is, man, if we can stave that, that, that building and crumbling and building and crumbling, that, that there's a lot of resistance that gets built up on that, which is not good. There's a lot of scar tissue that can be built up on that. You can create a culture of scar tissue and resentment rather than a culture that goes, okay, we have built something and it's crashed before, but we're going to rebuild it again because we know exactly how to do it. And so kind of the learning from our mistakes deal
0: yeah and and there's so many mistakes to be made it can help (laughs) if instead you watch some of the ones other people have made and you start to learn from those
1: yeah you come to my house and y'all can watch we've got plenty
0: you know it's it's got to be interesting to work with as many businesses businesses as you do and to see the different places that they've gotten themselves into and how they get themselves back out of it Um, because i know again you're rescuing them from that chaos so what would you say are the, the two or three most common things that business has come to you and, and entrepreneurs come to you with like, okay, help here. This is, this is the mess. Um, what do we do now?
1: Yeah. I'll give you the phrases they say. Um, Scott, we're constantly putting out fires. I hear that all mm. the time. I just heard it yesterday, Scott, you know, my hair's on fire kind of thing. Um, <laughs> so we hear that a ton. Uh, mm-hmm. now the question is the fires, what are those fires? We're well, usually, they're either financial fires, uh, My accountant called and said I owe $27,463 in taxes, and I need a check by the end of the week. We hear that usually December. um, We call it the December surprise. And so (laughs) uh, we get that. Those will be coming here in the next couple months. I'll get those phone calls. Oh, my gosh, what do I do? And so we get those. More day-to-day, the number one headache, the number one fire that owners feel like they need to put out is uh, employee fires. And so Uh. they... Instead of delegating, what they did is they mm-hmm. abdicated a process. Right. So they had a process in their hand, and they held this process up and said, you take the process and just do it. And that's abdication. That's, that's, there's no training. There's no development. Yeah. There's no care. That's not delegation. And so we see that a lot in any given process where it's just been abdicated to a team member. Those mm-hmm. are the biggest things we have. But to bring it all back, the reason those exist is because 95% of the time, there's no vision written down. Yeah. And so even if we, we've, we've had some people that'll come in, they'll look at our whole dashboard, which starts with the vision tutorial mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they'll look down there's, we got four major segments of the dashboard and they'll look down and go, Scott, I really need uh, job roles and, um, and the process roadmap. I've got to build that right now. And what I respond with is, um, I understand, I appreciate that, um, What happens if you build those job roles and if you build that process roadmap? Oh, my gosh, I'll think so much clearer. I said, great, Mm -hmm. that's awesome. I agree. Where will you be going with those processes? Well, you know, and and then they start to kind of fumble words and they realize, oh, oh, I need a vision Mm -hmm. because process without vision is no different than a Ferrari sitting in a garage with no roadmap. I mean, you you can go drive the Ferrari, you're going to run out of gas at some point.
0: Yeah, you, you can't get to where you want to be if you don't know where it is.
1: That's exactly right. Exactly right.
0: Interesting. So I think I might already know the answer to this, but for anybody who is dealing with some variation of those problems, first of all, they're not alone. So if you're listening to this and going, yeah. I don't I don't have my vision written out, I do feel like my hair is on fire or whatever those, yeah. those phrases are for you, what's the first thing that you advise somebody to do when we are in that oh, I have no idea how this happened somehow I am in total chaos what's the mm. first thing somebody to do to kind of step back from that and start fixing it
1: okay go to your calendar that's the first thing and what we need to do is we need to block out about at least one hour to start with maybe two if you can give if you can give yourself two give yourself two mm-hmm. but you got to get now so you're even going I don't even have a calendar okay well that may be better <laughs> then you just pick two hours but you got to set aside about an hour to two hour to do what Cal Newport calls deep work. And, and you're going to have all kinds of excuses. There are alarms going off in the head of podcast listeners right now going, I can't do it. I can't do it. Yep. Stop. Just stop. Is what Bob Newhart said in that thing. Stop it. You know? And so let's just stop for a second. We're going to punch fear in the mouth because you're afraid of doing it because you don't want to be exposed of the things you're missing out on. So I want you to schedule one to two hours. And then that seven category uh, category vision process, I'll walk you guys through. The first card in our entire process of vision, we've simply lifted that tutorial and template and put it out into the open sector. And so if you want it, it's all yours. Here's our one request. We will not charge you a dime for it. Our one request is that if if you go get it, that you will implement it. That's our one request. Please do not go get it if you're not going to implement it. And so all you have to do is go to mybusinessonpurpose.com forward slash vision. So mybusinessonpurpose.com forward slash vision. Okay. And, um, it'll, uh, it'll ask you for an email, but we, we don't, it doesn't come in an email. It just, boom, pops right up as soon as you do it. So you literally, when you're ready, you go to that URL and uh set aside your time and and just start that That's the first place to start because if you don't know where you're going yogi bear i think said if you don't know where you're going you'll get there every time
0: (laughs) all right so that was uh, uh i will put that url for you guys below the video or in the show notes wherever you're watching or listening so that you can grab that and uh take some time, block some time out in your calendar to actually go through this because as you can hear from what Scott's sharing and and from what I'm sure you're already kind of feeling, this is a key piece in your business and if you take the time to really dive into what is your vision, what is your mission, what do you want to create in your life, it entirely changes everything about the way you, you approach your business. So, for those who maybe identify with that, getting pushed into the entrepreneurial like Scott or the accidental entrepreneur like me, this is how you shift that and really start building a business that is on purpose. Yeah. So let's uh, make sure everybody's got the link to grab that. And yeah, I guess one question that I ask everybody is looking at everything you do in business, mm-hmm. what is your favorite part of it?
1: Mm, Mondays. Monday, Monday, I tell you all the time. Monday is my favorite day, uh, Michelle. It's the first day I get to wake up in the morning, and on my calendar is the opportunity to go liberate small business owners from chaos. And so, um, uh, when when we get to walk, we just get to do this yesterday. When we get to walk a small business owner through their vision for the first time, um, that's great. When they come back and they go we just got a text this afternoon from a guy who runs an Amazon business, actually very, very interesting, runs a, a seven figure Amazon business. And, but he's been just killing it, doing it all himself working, you know, 15 hour days and all this stuff. And he just yeah. sent me a text. In fact, I'll read you the text right here. He said, um, Hey Scott, just wanted to let you know the delegation roadmap is helping a ton. I'm struggling a bit with the routing, uh, this little verbiage for his industry. Um, but with this transition, I'm going to get it and I can see it. And so I actually called him and he was like, man, cause we actually will have them write out every, every task they do. And then we'll put a, um, time amount on each task. How much does it take you? And then we put a dollar amount based on the amount of time and their billable hour. And so all of a sudden he's seen these thousands of dollars a week pop up in these simple little tasks. And he had a task that was costing him about 1600 bucks a week, uh, he realized he can get done for two hundred dollars a week for somebody who does it better than he does. And so even just that, you're just like, oh my gosh, it's so exciting to see and just hear. And and there's a part of you that wants to go, I told you if you yeah. would you know? But then when they get it on their own, it's so much better yeah. than cramming it down their throat. And so I would say that's probably the most exciting part of it.
0: That's gotta be cool to watch people. People actually taking that vision, seeing how to apply it in their business Mm -hmm. and then starting to make those changes because, you know, it's one of those things that a lot of us get into business. You know, you've got your mission of liberating small business owners from chaos. That's what gets you pumped up and excited. We all have that thing that gets us excited and sometimes we get so lost in the minutia and in all of the other stuff you got to do to be able to do the thing you want to do that we lose that spark. And yeah. to me, that's one of the saddest things to watch happen to entrepreneurs is for their business to actually become crushing to where they lose the spark that motivated them in the first place. <laughs> and apparently the that's fire trucks are coming right now to uh, <laughs> to, to help to help liberate. That was a good sound effect. If you feel like there are sirens around you, uh, you need the process like this.
1: <laughs> well, remember this, Michelle. If, if you're in chaos and won't take the time, to bring vision and process into that chaos you're actually robbing me of your narrow brilliance i don't get That's to that, right? i don't get to benefit from you, what you bring to to our societal kind of commerce if you're lost in chaos i don't get access to yeah. that and so when we start kind of reversing the role and seeing that, I, th- I think Zig Ziglar and Seth Godin have really kind of helped me through their writing and podcast understand that, I, you know, it, now if you're selling snake oil and you're just trying to turn a buck, then keep it. Stay yeah. in chaos. I want you there. But if you're, if you're delivering and offering something to the community, to the marketplace, mm-hmm. that's going to be genuine value. And in our case, there is legitimate. Um, life transformation happening within, the, we had a, a carpenter last week, I just deleted the snapshot, we got on a little video, but he wrote in our chat, went on our online group coaching, mm-hmm. he said, my blood pressure, when he was dead serious, three months ago, my blood pressure was dangerously high, he said, um, it is now perfect with this program, period, and just wow. sits there. I was like, oh, my gosh. this is!" And so we lifted that thing. We snapshotted it. And, and, Absolutely. And, but that kind of – because I know that guy, and I know his family, and I know yeah. that he almost didn't go on a vacation with them back in June, that he'd been planning with them for an entire year because he was backlogged and completely out of control. And yeah. now all of a sudden that's changed. And yes, you know, that's what we want to do. And that's when you're in chaos, you're withholding that same kind of transformation from the rest of us.
0: Yeah. You know, that's something I tell my clients all the time because I work with a lot of entrepreneurs who are learning how, we'll put it that way, to get comfortable with getting out there more. And so they kind of have that, well. But I'm just, I'm just a small business. How dare I go do this thing? And my, my answer to them is always, how dare you not? Yes. There are people out there who need you. How dare you not get out there, get past whatever uncomfortable you feel, and go help them because yeah. they're waiting for you. Somebody right now is praying for the solution you have. Are you going to leave them there waiting to find you, or are you going to go get out there, find them, and help them?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's great motivation. There you go. Golly. Drop the (laughs) mic on that one, Michelle. That was good stuff.
0: You know, I think that's why it's so important that we really have our own vision clear because when we do – then we're able to go out there and say, "No, this is why I'm doing this for you." You know, when you liberate small business owners from that chaos, they're going to go out there and make a huge impact in the world with their gifts and their talents. So you're able to have that domino effect globally.
1: Yeah. Um, well, and then they call me and tell me, and so I get to, like, I get to enjoy that moment with them. You know, yeah. now I've, I've endured a lot of other moments, uh, drama moments, and things like that. <laughs> but it's so worth it to get that phone call and go, "You're not going to believe this." And they Absolutely. tell you, and it sounds so simplistic, and if they told anybody else, they'd be like, okay, and, and here I am just, oh my gosh, from the rooftop, so excited.
0: That is one of the things that I think is unique to uh, being in business for yourself, uh, either as CEO or as an entrepreneur, is the things we celebrate <laughs> tend to yeah. be a little different yeah. than maybe what the rest of the world understands, but we know those tiny little things. Like, I actually took the vacation with my family, like your client did, signify something so huge and so important in our businesses
1: yeah it's a great point great point
0: awesome well thank you so much for coming on today and and sharing all of this i think i know listeners are going to find value in what you shared about identifying your vision and how that really plays into your success in business
1: i hope so michelle and i'm dead serious what i said up front this is a lot of work and and i appreciate the work uh, that you're doing and what you're building and just thank you for letting me be a part this is really big so thank you
0: Absolutely. Um, thanks for coming on. And, guys, for everybody listening, make sure you uh, do stop by. Again, some of the URLs we mentioned were punchfearinthemouth.com, which I can't wait to watch that video. I think that's uh, the next watch thing, the whole thing on my calendar. There's okay? a
1: surprise at the end, so you got to watch the whole thing. It's very important. Ooh.
0: Okay. So punchfearinthemouth.com. Watch the whole video and uh, leave me a comment. Let me know what you think of that. Make sure that you connect with Scott. He's got the vision exercise. We'll put a link below the video and in the show notes so that you can go get access to that. I really encourage you to do as he suggested. Block out some time to go through that exercise for yourself because it will transform the way that you approach your business, and the effect that it has on your life. So thanks again, Scott, for being on the show today.
1: Michelle, thank you.
0: All right, everybody, please rate, review, subscribe, wherever you are at, and join me again for another episode of The Art of Giving a Damn. Thanks for tuning in.